0: as we honor the reading of the wonderful Word of the Lord. Today we are going to look in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 this morning. And we will begin reading with verse number 3. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 today. Begin reading with verse number 3. The word of the Lord says all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. And then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives you. This morning I want to use for my subject, staying positive in a negative world, staying positive in a negative world. Father, we thank you today, Father, that, Lord, that we have you to look to, we have you to turn to, Father, in any time of trouble, and any time of problem or heartache or difficulty. Father, I just pray that you will help us today learn to be positive and stay positive, Lord, uh, uh, in the negative world that we live in. Father, we ask, Lord, these things for the glory of the Lord. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, I don't know about you this morning, but it seems to me that all you ever hear about today uh, is gloom and doom. Uh, If it's not a hurricane or a tornado, you're hearing about terrorism, uh, or you're hearing about the failing economy, or we're hearing about global warming. It's either the Democrats that are bashing the Republicans, or it's the Republicans that are blaming the Democrats. Seldom, if ever, do you hear a positive word about anything. Well, how do you stay positive in a negative world? That's my subject this morning. Now I only have two points today, but before you get all excited about that, let me tell you that I also have eight sub points, all right? So the first thing I want us to talk about this morning is the opportunity. The opportunity this morning, the opportunity for us to, to develop neg- a negative attitude is, is everywhere. It's all around us. Let me just uh, suggest three opportunities this morning. How about, how about problems? Problems. Our text spoke of being comforted by God in the midst of all of our troubles. I want to tell you, you're going to have your share of troubles. You're going to have your share of problems. You're going to have your share of difficulty. And our text said, uh, oh, spoke of being comforted by God in the midst of all of our troubles so that we would be able to know how to comfort somebody else when they are going through their troubles. Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse eight and nine says that we're pressed on every side by trouble. Oh, but we're not crushed. Oh, Paul said we're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, uh, but we are not destroyed. Friend, the problems of life will bring to us many opportunities to become negative. Let me me just name a few of them this morning. How about disappointment? Disappointment is a problem all of us have to face. You thought you you were going to get the job. You, You were in line for the job. You were qualified for the job. Everybody knew you ought to get the job. But instead of you getting the job, they gave the job to someone less qualified because of office politics. Oh, you just knew he was going to propose to you. You just knew you were going to get married. You were going to have 2.5 kids. You were going to have the White House with a picket fence. How you were going to live happily ever after. But instead, he dumped you and is now with somebody else. They told you you qualified for the mortgage on your dream home and yet at the very last minute they found that little bitty glitch in your credit and the loan fell through. Friend, if we will allow them, disappointments can cause us to become negative. What about disease? You were sailing along fine in life. Everything was great. Everything was rosy sweet with you. And then one morning in the shower you discovered a lump. Or one day, a severe pain appeared in your stomach. Or one day, without warning, from out of nowhere, you had a heart attack. Disease can bring you down. It can catch you off guard. If you let it, it can can cause you to become negative and cynical and pessimistic. And then when disease ends in death, and especially when the person that dies is struck down at an early age, when the family now faces a drastic change in lifestyle, now the opportunity to become negative and cynical and bitter increases drastically. What about difficulty? Just the hardships of life, the daily struggles, the the effort and the emotion and the energy that it takes just to grind out each and every day. Sometimes it wears on us and offers us the opportunity to embrace the negative attitude that seems to prevail in our society today. How many would agree with me this morning? Problems offer us an opportunity to become negative. Well, another one might be people. (laughs) Let me understand that wrong associations opens the door to negativity. I wish I could stand up here this morning and tell you that all of the problems in the church, they all come and stem from the outside. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it, if, that if all of the problems uh, all that faces the modern church today, if all of them came from the outside, but the truth of the matter is this morning, most of the problems that happen in church come from within. There was a pastor who was asked, if you were not to be a pastor, if you ever ceased to be a pastor, what would you do with your life? Oh, he said, that's easy. He said, I'd be a fireman. Someone said, a fireman? Why a fireman? He said, I've got a lot of experience putting out fires. How many understand that it was David's own brothers? It was his own brethren, his very own brothers that opposed him fighting the giant named Goliath. In the early church, their biggest problem came from within. Oh, they had a host of problems from without, but their biggest problems came from within. The Corinthian church faced the problem of immorality between their own members. The church at Galatia had problems embracing the doctrine of grace. There were certain people in the church of Galatia that was always trying to bring them back under law. And the church In Thessalonica fought over Bible prophecy. There were some in the church of Thessalonica that were teaching that the day and the coming of the Lord had already occurred. And John spoke of Diotrephes in, in 3 John verses 9 and 10, who was a hot-headed troublemaker in the church, who would not submit to godly authority, and caused division in the church. And John said, he said, when I come there, he said, I'm going to expose him, I'm going to rebuke him, and I'm going to call him out. And you think I'm a tough pastor. You better be glad it was not. I'm not John. Paul said in Romans 16 and 17, mark those, mark those, put a mark over those who cause division among you. And Paul said, avoid them. Let me tell you this morning, it's a very serious thing to bring division to the house of God. We're talking about this morning the opportunity to become negative. The opportunity to become pessimistic and negative. It's all around us. Problems offer us an opportunity. People will offer us an opportunity. Even places. Places. Certain environments breed negativity. I've told you about this before, but there was a certain group of pastors who met every, every single Friday uh, for lunch in another city where I was pastoring. And I was invited to join this group of Assemblies of God pastors for lunch every Friday and, and get together with all of these surrounding pastors and where I, from where I was pastoring. And, and I was invited to their luncheon and I went a time or two, but I stopped going. And the reason I stopped going was because of the atmosphere that always prevailed at those meetings. Because the atmosphere was always negative And it was always pessimistic. These pastors were always bashing their members and talking about how bad their people were. They were either that or they were gossiping about the other pastors. You wanted to be there just to make sure they weren't talking about you. And if they weren't bashing their members, if they weren't talking about other pastors, they were criticizing the district leadership. And I just couldn't put my stamp of approval on it. I I just couldn't go for it. It wasn't edifying to me at all. It was always a downer. Let me tell you something that I've learned this morning. And that's this. If people will talk about other people to me, they will talk about me to other people. Amen. I, I, I said, this is what I've learned. If people will talk about other people to me, then they will talk about me when they're talking about, to other people. I don't know about you this morning, but I don't want that negative, pessimistic, critical spirit on me. And because of that, I'm very, very careful where I choose to go. And I'm very, very careful who I choose to hang out with. I love everybody, but my circle, my inner circle of friends are going to be people that have vision and faith, people that are positive, people that are upbeat, amen, people, amen, that will edify and build me up. Let me just help you this morning. If people at work constantly gather around the coffee pot or the water cooler to hold those unofficial meetings, and and those unofficial meetings actually is just mostly gossip and criticism, and, and most of it directed at the boss or the company, let me encourage you this morning, stay away from it. Do not participate. Instead, become a peacemaker. And this will go, friend, for your family, for your church, for every other part of your life. Listen, there is a member within my family, and my family's large. There's a member within my family that I just can't hang around very much. I just can't be around them. I love them, and I'll spend some time with them, but I'm not spending a lot of time with them, because they're always critical. They're critical of of our family. They're critical of life itself. And every time I'm around them, there's just this spirit that gets on me. There's just This negative attitude that they have. And so I refuse to hang out. They're a part of my family. I love them as much as I love anybody else. But I'm not going to hang with them. Because I don't want that spirit getting on me. Talking about the opportunity to become negative. Certain places offer you the opportunity to become negative. Certain environments breed negativity. All right. we've talked about the opportunity. Now let's spend a few moments this morning talking about the option. The option. In every situation of life, we're given an option. We can become bitter or we can become better. Oh, the situation can cause us to cry out to God and run towards God. Or it can cause us to pull away from Him and become bitter and angry and upset. We can become negative and suspicious and cynical or we can choose rather to remain positive and upbeat and optimistic. We can look for the bad in the situation or we can look for the good. We can see the glass half full or we can see it half empty. Somebody said the outcome of life will be determined by this formula. 10% what happens to us, 90% how we respond to what happens to us. Let me give you some tips this morning on how to stay positive in a negative world. If you're going to remain positive in a negative world, the first thing I think you're going to have to do is saturate yourself with the Word. Saturate yourself with the Word. Psalm 119 and 11. Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45 What comes out of our mouths flows directly from what's in our heart. If you want to know what's on the inside of a person, if you want to know what a person is really like, if you want to know what's really on the, in the heart of a person, all you've got to do is hang around with them for a little while and listen to what's coming out of their mouth. Because what is constantly coming out of their mouth, Jesus said, I didn't say it, I'm not that smart. But Jesus said what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Amen. In order to stay positive in a negative world, we better guard our heart very, very carefully. You see, if we fill our hearts with all of the trash of this world, how if we are constantly listening to the liberal, the liberal secular news media, how if we are constantly feeding ourselves on Hollywood, if watching as the world twirls is the highlight of our day, if we're getting our wisdom from Uncle Baba, No wonder we have such a negative, pessimistic attitude. In order for us to stay positive in a negative world, we must saturate ourselves with the word of God. James 1 and 21 says, so get rid of all the filth and all of the evil that is in your life and humbly accept the word of God for it has the power to save your soul. How do you stay positive in a negative world? Saturate yourself with the Word of God. Let me tell you, some of you folks, the only time that you open the Bible is when you open it for the text. And now most of the time, if we're not having difficulty, we've got it on the screen. You don't even have to do it at church. Some of you, you put your Bible on the dash of your car so that it's the you know last part of your Sunday morning uniform. And you wonder why you struggle, and you wonder why you're discouraged, and you wonder why that any little bitty thing gets you down. I want to tell you that if you're going to stay positive in a negative world, because it is a negative world, there's negativity all around us. And the only way to stay positive in a negative world is to saturate ourselves with the Word of God. We need to get our nose in the book and read the book every single day. I'm not telling you to read an hour, two hours a day. But listen, even five minutes in the Word is better than nothing. Every day getting something from the Word of God. What can we do to remain positive in a negative world? Second thing we need to do is speak the word over our situation. Speak the word over our situation. See, it's not enough just to read the word. And it's not just enough to know the word. But we need to learn to speak the word over the situation that we are involved in. When Jesus was being tempted by the devil in the wilderness, as it is recorded in Matthew chapter number 4, three times the devil came to Jesus, three times the devil tempted Jesus, and every single time Jesus responded to the devil, amen, by speaking the word over his situation. Each time Jesus responded to the devil, it is written. Too many Christians just accept their situations as they are. Well, I guess this just must be God's will for me. Just pray that I'll have the strength to endure. Listen to me this morning. It might be the will of God for you. Not everything bad that happens to us is outside of the will of God. God allows some bad things to happen. He allows some difficulties. He allows some hardships and some struggles to come our way, to develop us, to mature us, to try us, all of these things and other reasons. Uh, and it might just be the will of God for you, what you're going through. Uh, or it might be an attack of the enemy. It might be that the enemy is trying to discourage you. Uh, and it's the enemy that has brought this to you and on the other hand it might just be the result of your own dumb mistake as Dave Ramsey says some people have a PhD in (laughs) D-U-M-B and a lot of times we're rebuking the devil a lot of times we're asking the Lord why am I going through this When it was our own dumb mistake. It was our own mistake. It was our own wrong decision that that, that we made that brought this about. But listen, friend, before we just accept our situation as it is, we first of all need to put up a fight. I said it might be the will of God. It might be whatever cause or reason, but listen. If we don't know what the cause of the reason is, we need to begin by by putting up a fight. We need to begin by speaking the word of God over our situation. Friend, if you are sick, you need to speak the word of the Lord over your sickness. Declare, Exodus 15 and 26, I am the Lord that heals thee. Uh, Oh, we need to speak the word of God over our sickness, Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. Oh, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and and with his stripes we are healed. If we're broke, we need to speak the word of God over our situation. Philippians 4.19 My God shall supply all of your need according unto His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And let me help you this morning when God does send you resources, don't mismanage them. If you're discouraged this morning, speak the word of God over your discouragement. Uh, Psalm 55 and 20. uh, Oh, cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never permit uh, the righteous to be moved. Uh, If you're fearful, you need to speak the word. uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. If you're weak, you need to speak the word. Ephesians 6 verse 10 and 11. Uh, If you're troubled, you need to speak the word. Psalm 50 and 15. If you're in need of direction, you need to speak the word of God. Psalm 37 and 23. If you need wisdom, you need to speak the word of the Lord in James 1 and five. How do you stay positive in a negative world? Speak the word of God over your situation. It's not enough just to know the word. It's not enough just to understand the word. We need to know how to apply the word. We need to learn how to speak the word of God over our situation. We're talking about how you stay positive in a negative world. Saturate yourself with the word. Speak the word over your situation. And the third thing you need to do, if you're going to stay positive in a negative world, you need to surround yourself with positive people. Now, I understand I hammer this point all the time. I even had a hard time putting this in this message because I know I talk about this a lot. I don't need you to remind me. I know I do. (laughs) Evidently, somebody's not getting the message. told you about that pastor who had that evangelist that preached the same sermon five nights in a row. And finally, he couldn't take any longer. And he asked the evangelist, don't you have any other sermon? He said, i got lots of sermons. He said, when the people start acting on the first one, we'll go to the second one. But because I hammer this point so often, we'll just do a hit and run this morning, all right? 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 tells us bad company corrupts good character. Friend, if you tend to be negative and cynical and pessimistic, check the attitude of the people you're hanging out with. Most likely they are negative, cynical, and pessimistic. Listen, friend, because I want to be ambitious, I hang around people who are ambitious. Because I I want to be a team player, I refuse to hang around divisive people. Because I I couldn't hang around. I couldn't be a team player. I couldn't promote unity and hang around with those preachers that were bashing everybody. And so if I want to be a team player, then I, I have to refuse to hang around divisive people. And because I want to be optimistic, because I want to be full of faith, because I want to be an enthusiastic people, these are the kind of people I choose to hang around with. If you want to stay positive in a negative world, you're going to have to saturate yourself with the word and speak the word over your situation. You're going to have to surround yourself with positive people. Here's a good one this morning. If you're going to stay positive in a negative world, you're going to have to search for God in every situation. Search for God in every situation. Listen, friend, whatever your situation might be, if you will look closely closely enough, you'll find God there. It really doesn't matter whether the situation you are in today. It really doesn't matter whether God caused it or whether God just allowed it. It doesn't matter if it's an attack of the devil. It doesn't matter if it's a result of your own bad decisions. Whatever the reason might be, the fact remains that God is right in the middle of your situation. Even if you're the cause, even if you're the reason for the situation that you are in, if you will look around this morning, if you'll look closely, amen, if you'll look hard today, you will discover that God is right in the middle of your situation. Romans 8 and 28, one of my life verses, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. The Bible doesn't say that God causes everything, but the Bible says that God causes everything to work together. He takes the good, the bad, and the ugly. He takes it all, and He puts it all together, and when God is through with everything that's happening in our life, amen, it'll be for His glory and for our benefits. When the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the furnace of fire because they refused to bow down to a false god. After they were thrown into the fire, they looked around and who did they see? They saw the form of the fourth man. Jesus himself was in the midst of the fire. And Jesus, because he was there, he protected them from the fire. When Daniel was thrown into a den of hungry lions, he wasn't in that pit alone. The Bible said that God sent an angel, and the angel came and shut the lion's mouth. And when the disciples were on that storm-tossed sea, and they feared for their very lives, uh, Jesus was in the boat with them. uh, And at the height of the storm, Jesus spoke, and he said, Peace be still.